This past week, uh, I was sitting with some of the seminarians, and as we were talking, we, were ta- we started talking about travel baseball. Um, when I was growing up, played travel baseball, enjoyed it. Uh, my favorite part of travel baseball is when we had a tournament that was a couple of hours away, particularly like if it would be in Slidell, or if we had a really early game in Baton Rouge, because what that meant was we were staying at a hotel for the night, and it was always a great way to kind of get in trouble, right? Um, our team, uh, every, every time we would stay at a hotel, the whole team would stay. We would go play, ball. We would go play in, the, in the pool for a while. Sooner or later, we would start doing a couple of little pranks and things around the hotel, knocking on people's doors, running around, you know. Uh, I, I wouldn't suggest doing any of that. And if you do, go to confession, especially the little ones. Um, but there was a few things that would happen every time we would go. I had a tradition, every time we would go to stay at a hotel, that I would bring my PlayStation. And what would end up happening is, after the pool would shut down for the night, all my friends would make it over to our hotel room. We had four, five, six, seven, ten kids hanging out in our hotel room. Mom and Dad wasn't sleeping, and it's all right, because they were sitting out by the pool talking to all the other adults. And we would just play video games for hours. Uh, a lot of our video games were sports games, so I mean, we were playing Madden football, or baseball, or whatever it was, and we were just playing video games for hours and hours and hours. What would happen is, as you were playing these video games and playing against your friends, you'd start to talk a little bit of trash. And as we're talking a little bit of trash, you know, during the course of the game, you might be winning and just start really talking some trash. Because, I, you know, I got a little 14-point lead. It's the fourth quarter, and I'm beating up on my buddy. Well, what would happen is, is you start counting down. You start counting down the time. We're down to two minutes. We've got a minute left. And you still just pounded on the guy. Man, I got you. I got you. You done lost. Man, you're so bad at this and all this other stuff, using words that we weren't supposed to in front of the adults because they were nowhere around. You know, we were just having fun, picking on each other. Until it was about 10 seconds left in the game, what would end up happening is one of the guys that was a sore loser, not a sore winner, the sore loser of the group would get up, go up to the thing, and hit the reset button. Be like, I didn't lose, so what up? What's going on? I did not lose. They did not hit zero. They didn't come on talking about how y'all beat up on us or anything. I didn't lose. Now what? And of course, we would kick that person out. They were voted out of the council. Go, go to bed. You're done. You're done for the night. Go cool off, right? And we played a baseball game the next morning with our team. What would happen, though, is that one guy didn't like the way that things were going. He really wouldn't like the, thing, the way that things were going, and he was hearing about it. And he came face to face with the reality that he did not like the way that things were going for that game. The reset button is an interesting thing. How nice would it be when we don't like what's going on in our life around us that we would have the option of a reset button? You know what? I'm done. I'm rejecting. I'm stopping. Reset. Like it never happened. I think sometimes in our life, what happens is, is that life takes off. We're moving fast through the last four, five, six months, right? If you got kids, you've basically been at a sprint since Halloween. And you might be at a point right now, after the fifth Mardi Gras parade next weekend, that you just want to hit 
reset. I think it's very, very fitting that the church, the timing of Lent for us every year is right about the time that we can't breathe and we just need to exhale and to reset. Lent gives us that opportunity. Ten days from now, we're starting Lent. In ten days, Catholics from all over the world are going to get ashes on their forehead and we're going to kick off the holiest season of the year. We in, the, we in, our, in our culture, we in South Louisiana, right, we have a hard time sometimes preparing for because we got the distraction of Mardi Gras right up to it. So if next weekend, your weekend might be, uh, um, we go into the Lockport Parade because it's a thing we do and we got family. And then you might go on Sunday to the Thibodeau Parade because, hey, that's a good family parade just to go and see your friends or something. You might even pop into a home parade at some point and during the holiday. Or you took the whole family and you went to Disney, right? Either way, comes Wednesday, It'll sneak up on you if we're not preparing for Lent. If we're not consciously thinking about what's coming in Lent. What's coming forward? What time do we have? What space do we have? What do we want to do for Lent to give ourselves a little bit of a reset? Especially in our relationship with God. During the course of Lent, there's three, there's three themes, there's three encouragements we hear of that the church gives us every Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. In what way am I going to enter into Lent this year? So today, basically, what I wanted to do is just kind of, hey, we're 10 days out, give you some stuff to chew on to possibly get you prepared that when it's time for Lent, it's time for it to kick off, that you're ready, set. When it comes to Lent every year, one of the first things you're going to hear, one of the first things that families and friends share is what you're giving up for Lent, right? Fasting. What do we give up for Lent? I remember when I was a kid, my first successful Lent of my life, I gave up barbecue Lay's potato chips. Barbecue Lay's potato chips. Two weeks into Lent, my mom came in the room, saw me eating a bag of chips. And she's like, I thought you gave up chips. I said, no, 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 no. Barbecue Lay's potato chips. They never said nothing about sour cream and onion Pringles, right? Like, just saying. What do we give up? What's the purpose of giving up something for Lent? I think sometimes it can be just a, a little bit of a challenge. Can I, can I not do this thing? for the next 40 days. Sometimes it could be, you know what? That New Year's resolution that I forgot about now six weeks into the year? Let's try it again. <laughs> New Year's resolution 2.0. Also, you know what? They got all this fasting and stuff. They want us to give stuff up. I could, I could stand and lose a few pounds. Lent's not a diet. <laughs> Lynn is not just a, 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 a testing ground to see if you can do something. It's not a proof ground. Lynn is a chance for us to give something up 
that maybe we might be a little bit too connected to, that we might use a little bit too much, a creature comfort that we might take a little bit too much enjoyment from. Can, can, I, can I eat a small lunch, a salad, or soup? Just to, to, to not be focused on, on filling myself, but recognizing that the hunger that I might leave is actually a desire for God. It's the same way my soul desires the Lord. Can I give up some other creature comforts? Alcohol, tobacco, any of those kind of things that might be just a creature comfort, a place where I take some kind of consolation, maybe even distract myself from the Lord. One of them that I had a couple of years ago, um, I'll be honest, it was one of the hardest lints I've ever done. Give up a snooze button. I'm a, I'm a professional snoozer. In the morning, I can snooze for, for an hour, two, three hours at a time. Just look at my genealogy and you'll, you'll see that. But I, I, snooze button could be something that we fast from. What is it that's going to help us? Not just what do we want to prove ourselves we can do without, but what is it that's going to help Get the barriers out the way of our relationship with God. Waking up in the morning to pray is hard for you. Give up the snooze button and set your alarm for an early enough time. Fasting. Well, some people don't don't say, oh, look, for Lent, I don't give anything up. I do something extra. Heard that said a lot. Heard that said many times. You know what? That's a great thing. If you don't want to give anything up for Lent, that is fine. If you're going to do something extra, great. But make sure that it's intentional. And not as just circumstance. Let somebody out at Walmart. Let somebody out at Rouse's. It seems like everything, whenever we say we're going to do something extra, it's about traffic, right? But what can I do extra? What can I give extra? That means I give to, to an appeal. If I give to... The collection, if I get to something like that, that's one way of giving. Another way of giving, one of the most valuable things that we have in the world today is our time. Can I go, can I go visit the lady down the street or my grandmother or my mom and spend time with them? Can I commit myself to talking on the phone with that person who... It's usually hard in my family to talk to, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest time into them. This is what almsgiving looks like. Well, if we got prayer, I mean, if we got fasting and we got almsgiving, the one that's left over is prayer. Over the course of the Lenten season, what can I do not only to prove myself or, or, or to help prune, right? Help get these things, these sinful things out of my life or, or that I can invest extra in someone else or something else. But how can I also refocus myself that Lent is about me and God being in communion? Me and God, my relationship with God. How can I feed it? my relationship with God, how can I refocus my time in my Lenten season to be connected with our Lord? 
Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a daily exercise. Maybe it's some kind of daily exercise of prayer that you, you may be able to carve out the time and, and make it happen. Something like daily mass. Something like praying uh, with a book or a certain resource or something like that over the course of the Lenten season. Daily connection with our Lord. Well, daily might, might be, might, if, you, if it's hard to do daily, then maybe at least do weekly. What's something that I can do weekly to engage my relationship with God? Possibly a holy hour, Apple 24 hours a day. Can I, can I find a week, within my week, one hour to come stay with the Lord? Just like Jesus is challenged to, to, challenged to his apostles at Holy Thursday. You're not spending one hour with me. Maybe it's the way of the cross, just to keep ourselves refocused on, the, on, the, on the, 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 on the discipline of Lent, on the purpose of Lent, on the person of Lent. Maybe it's just been a really long time since, you, since you've been working out these muscles. Maybe it's been a long time since you found yourself in the, like in the church, engaged in the church, wholly and fully. And you know what? You want to hit a reset in a particular way, confessional. Maybe this Lent could be the time, for the first time in 5, 10, 15, 50 years, that you find your way to the confessional to meet God and to receive of his mercy in the most profound of ways. Be able to hit reset on life in a powerful and particular way. Lenten season doesn't just happen. Sneak up on us if we're not careful, but it doesn't just happen. We don't have the best Lent of our life by rolling in on Ash Wednesday, having not prayed or thought about what this year do I need for Lent. Ten days. We get ten days between now and Ash Wednesday. Maybe today as we come to ask, just ask a simple question to our Lord. Lord, what is it, how is it that you want me to grow this Lenten season? May we be refocused on our Lord today through the Lenten season and beyond. May we recommit to our Lord. And may we, we need to, it reset on our relationship with God. Amen.